Science proves quality sleep is vital to your mental, emotional, and physical health. The Sleep Number 360 Smart Bed senses your movements and automatically adjusts to help keep you both effortlessly comfortable. And it's temperature balancing, so you stay cool. So you're at your best for yourself and those you care about most. Life-changing sleep, only from Sleep Number. It's our ultimate Sleep Number event. Save 50% on the Sleep Number 360 Limited Edition Smart Bed, plus free home delivery when you add an adjustable base. Ends Monday. To learn more, go to sleepnumber.com. This week at Macy's, find Valentine's Day gifts for all your loves, like fragrance gift sets they'll adore. Plus, take an extra 15% off with your coupon or Macy's card. On top of beautiful jewelry finds, now 35 to 70% off. And 25% off decadent chocolate from Godiva. Macy's Star Rewards members earn on every purchase except gift card services and fees. More at Macy's.com slash Star Rewards. Savings off sale and clearance prices. Exclusions apply. Gentlemen, boys and girls, Baltimore sports fans of all ages, welcome to Section 336, Next Generation of Baltimore Sports Talk. I am your dearly sending host, Matt Sroka. As always, I'm joined by the button lover, Josh Sroka. Hey, Matt. So I went away on a cruise last week. Yeah, you come back refreshed. How are you feeling? I I, I came back great. Great time, a lot of rest. I looked all over the cruise ship. I could not find Mike Elias. Because I figured if he didn't, well, since he wasn't doing anything last week, maybe he was like me and without internet out on the cruise ship for a week. Yeah, may- maybe on a different cruise ship. Yeah, he might not go Norwegian. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure he goes a little bit nicer than Norwegian. Let's be honest. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what's, I don't know the levels of cruise ships. I don't know. Norwegian could be the top I, of line, well, too. No, I have I no know, idea. I know Norwegian was nice. I know carnival? It's no, I know I, it's I don't no even... carnival. Carnival, I think yeah. of like, it's like Dundalk. Oh really? Like, Can we do a family feud of like top ten cruise lines? Yeah, yeah. I would think I think Carnival's the bottom. Okay, is it? Yeah. All right. I don't, I know. don't know. I don't know. Now, ever since I went on a cruise, all my social media ads are for other cruise companies. So I don't know how that mm. works. But um, mm. I've been targeted ads. Of, I've been getting a lot of ads for Virgin, and their ads look cool. So maybe Virgin okay. might be up there. And they keep saying adults only, which I think bumps Virgin to the top immediately. Yeah, and I'm told, only for Virgin, huh? Yeah, I'm told Norwegian is the old person cruise that it's ah. bo- that that young people go on Norwegian and they get bored. Which I don't care. For me, it was awesome. I read because you are no longer, in fact, a young person, Josh. No. If I need to remind you, yes. no, we we just did the uh, we just did our podcast. Whatever, what's the thing called? The Orioles podcast feud thing, and we yes. are clearly the old men in this tournament. Yes, we took advantage in the uh, 20 game winner category. Yes, even though that was still before our time, at least we had a father who talked a lot about those pitchers. Right, right. Um, So we did, we did, we did well on that round. Uh, I guess we shouldn't say how the outcome went because we want people to go listen. So go check out, I think that's up on Orioles, uh, Utah Street Report, Orioles 24 7 on Facebook. And then the Give That Fan a Podcast is hosting the Orioles yeah. podcast feud. So go check that out. 
It's you can really find it on our Twitter. We re- retweeted right. it. So, you so we went up against there. Locked On Orioles and you Pod, Pod Street. Street. Yeah. Yep. I always get confused. Yeah. That was fun. You Pod Street. Yeah. So fun. yeah, real fun. Check that out. That was real fun. What's not real fun is this off season, Josh. It's this is the I am this week. How, do you, is, how are you feeling? It's it's now it's I, December thirteenth. We're past the winter meetings. We're past the Rule Five draft. We got a reliever, like we said they would. And now, how are we feeling? We got the, Kyle Gibson. All this. How are we feeling, right. Josh? The best thing for the Section Three Thirty Six listener is the fact that you and I have not talked in over a week. Yeah, I have no idea that how we you went feel through, about how this all We went going. through the winter meetings without talking. Yeah. It's the best thing we, for we got we get to take it all talked in. About, I don't think we've talked about the Kyle Gibson signing yet, no, right? No, we haven't even talked we haven't even really talked about forget baseball. We haven't talked about the Ravens now having a third string quarterback who might have to start on Saturday. We haven't gone down that path. Yeah, so, you you want to start there? I I mean I don't I don't know. I I do you, we I have a comment about football? it. Go ahead. What's your comment? Um, Josh, the, the Ravens offensive coordinator. Yeah. This guy. <laughs> this guy. Who, what's his name? Name him. This top, guy. Top six names on the board. Who is the Ravens offensive coordinator? Well, I only know his name. You're right. It, it's it. Offensive coordinators, I feel like you shouldn't know their names, right? <laughs> right. The yeah. only reason I know Greg Roman's name. There you go. I wasn't sure if you could actually pull it out. Well, no, because if you just go on Twitter, any um, Sunday or Monday, you'll see fire hashtag fire Greg Roman. Right. And I want to know what other what other uh, uh, offensive coordinator can have their second string guy come in. By the way, replacing former MVP Lamar Jackson, who has yeah. skills that no one else can replicate, yet you, you have the, the backer come thing. in and be successful. Then you have the third string quarterback uh, come in and still beat the Steelers. Right. I'm saying you should give Greg Roman a promotion, and everyone's trying to find. Also, what I, you notice, Peyton Manning said this a few weeks ago on the broadcast, whatever they do, the, the Manning cast. And then every time they're on a, a major Monday night or Sunday night, Everyone talks about how good Greg Roman is. Yes. Peyton Manning talks about how good Greg Roman is. I watched uh, Greg Roman, um, you know, call in plays with a third-string quarterback to beat the Steelers. Yet I go on Twitter and they're still calling for Greg Roman to be fired. I'm like, yeah. he should be promoted. And I don't not get to it. Mention, even if you have Lamar Jackson, look at your wide receivers. Look at the wide receivers that Mahomes gets to throw to. Look at the wide receivers that the good teams get to throw to. And who do yeah, we have? Well, yeah, I mean. Uh, is there is it a, a a mystery that the um uh the Eagles brought in a number one uh, receiver the trade from the Titans to get Brown and all of a sudden the Eagles now have a great offense with yeah. with Hertz did Hertz all of a sudden become amazing in the offseason? did Tua all of a sudden become amazing when he got Tyreek Hill there it's not a coincidence Josh Allen got a lot better when we got Stephen Diggs yep. like, it's not a coincidence that a number one receiver makes you a lot better right. um, which the Ravens haven't done even though they've tried. With they've Bateman. tried, they failed. But those failed. other teams, they brought Tyree Hill, guys. Brown, Diggs. Well, well, they either signed or traded, right? For they, already proven guys, not trying exactly. to develop a guy, right? Especially for the Ravens, who have no history of developing receivers. Yes. Yeah. But, but anyways, that's but but Josh still but, you but beat again, the Steelers. Yeah, and a lot of that is that's on our a defense. huge win. And our defense got what three or four turnovers. Yeah, the Patrick defense. Queen got an interception, right? Yeah. Uh, Rayquan uh, Smith got an interception. 
Right. Uh, so Humphrey defense, played terrible. It doesn't matter though. Oh, the defense played really well, which brings me to Saturday. I like I like Huntley. I think Huntley has played well. I think sometimes Huntley He's, is hit on the long ball is hitting guys better than than Lamar. Okay. I, Lamar has struggled not, to hit the long ball this year. I, huh? Yeah. Lamar has struggled yeah, with the he long struggled ball this year. year with the long ball. Yes. Um, but third string, do we even need to put a quarterback out there? Can we just snap to one of our three running backs? Because all we're going to do on Saturday is run, run, run. Well, I tell you what, what a gutsy play. The guy comes in Brown, the backup, the third string, yeah. first play from the one yard line. And they freaking passed the ball. Right, I thought right. that was. Uh, I That's thought that great, was. It's a great call. Great. It's a yeah, great call because everyone's saying, That's "Oh, we're going to run." It. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I mean, we lost four straight to the Steelers. A- anyone who poo-poos a win against the the Steelers, I think, is insane. Like that was to win right. no. against the Steelers with your third string quarterback is insane. And, and the Steelers have beaten us many times with bad quarterbacks. Yeah, think of the and I tell you Oscar what, would always be hurt, and we'd lose. You, you, you know the moment I thought we we're gonna lose that game, Josh. The moment, um, whatever their guy is now, I'm blank on his name. Got injured. Their rookie quarterback got injured. Yeah, and, and Trubisky came in. I oh, thought that's when I thought it was over. I thought was, yeah. <laughs> uh, but it was it, it was it was it was a great win, and I feel a lot about the Ravens season. How I feel about the Orioles free agency their off season people making a lot of pronouncements yeah. before the season's done that's i feel the and same way that. about the off season as i do about the raven season people oh, make a lot of pronouncements no, no, no. i'm a little before frustrated. the season's done here's uh, here's my concern with the raven with my concern with the orioles is oh it's on orioles now real quick before we talk orioles let's talk about DraftKings. the wait is over DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is officially live in Maryland. Now you can legally bet on all your favorite sports with DraftKings anytime and anywhere right here in Maryland. For a limited time, new customers who sign up with the promo code SECTION336 will instantly receive $200 in free bets instantly. Who knows who the quarterback is for the Ravens this weekend? But what we do know is the Ravens are going to run the ball. This is what they do when Lamar's not there. They're going to run. They've been low scoring. The over-under for Saturday is 40 points. So that's where I'll be taking my money with DraftKings. Check the over-under. Check the line. It's three points as of today, Tuesday night. But over-under, 40 points, I'm taking under for that game. Deshaun Watson and whoever quarterbacks for the Ravens, I don't see that happening. DraftKings has the same features, including same-game parlays, unlimited player props, and more with fast and easy payouts right at your fingertips. DraftKings Sportsbook is where I go for all my sports betting needs. Now download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use the promo code SECTION336 to get $200 in free bets instantly when you place a $5 bet on anything. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with the code SECTION336. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER. 21 plus, physically present in Maryland. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. Bonus issued as free bets. See DraftKings.com slash Maryland for full terms and conditions. Let's talk about the or How are we uh, feeling, Josh, about the Orioles uh, offseason? A little concerned. Just a okay. little bit. The guys I want, Correa and Rodone, 
are still out there. I still think those two guys are the best fits for the Orioles. Um, They're still out there. But I also understand that those are big price tags. And I understand that the Orioles would have to really open up the checkbooks for them. And and it's also longer-term deals. So I didn't – though those are my dream guys, and those are the guys I really want, and those guys are still available, they're not guys that I really thought the Orioles might grab. I thought the guys would – the Orioles would go a tier back. And the fact that Trey Turner, Bogarts is is, uh, is are signed. That Bassett is signed. These are guys I thought step back. That I thought, like I didn't think the Orioles were going to get the Grom. I didn't think the Orioles were getting Judge. So I, I those guys signing don't bother me. It's the fact that the guys, the lesser guys that I thought we would settle on for these positions, got signed. And now I look and see like our only option are these guys that I thought were the perfect fit that I I thought were a dream because they're going to cost too much money. And the fact mm. that, and then I'm concerned that other teams didn't get the guys they wanted. So now they are going to be, now that Turner's off the board, Bogarts is off the board. Is, uh, is Dansby off the board yet? No, not yet. All right. But as those, <laughs> you know, so you're down to two short stops. You're down to, now Radon's the biggest pitcher available, which means you're now going to have more competition where I felt like the Orioles could have. I know it's Scott Boris that you're dealing with, and I thought the Orioles could have maybe snuck in there and been like, hey, while everyone's looking at Judge, while everyone's looking at DeGrom, while everyone's looking at Turner, let's knock these contracts out. And let's get these deals done. That concerns me. Now, it's still a long offseason. Talk to me in a month, and I... and. I'll be concerned if it's mid-January and the Orioles still um, haven't done anything. I'm concerned. I think. Josh, what do you think about Scott Boris's quote? They feathered up. They feathered up. Uh, they are that birds was of the prey, and they feathered up. They're the birds of prey. They feathered up. Yeah, that's great. Prove it. Prove it. I like that. The, that Michael Elias is talking to Scott Boris where I think Dan Duquette would just avoid Scott Boris and say, I'm going to go over here while you're over there. I like that. But liftoff was good talk too. You need to put your money where your mouth is. You need to prove it to us now. So I'm kind of with the Oriole fans that are frustrated. Now, the Orioles could do Josh, other How things. would you define the term liftoff? Yeah, that's the problem. Is Liftoff is different than then the race is starting, or um, then start your engines. Start your engines is different. It's get ready. Liftoff, liftoff is a rocket. What's and the it difference between start zero. your engines? Last year was start your engines. This year is All liftoff. Right, here's the deal. You go to NASCAR, and they say, gentlemen, start your engines. What happens? They start their engines. Who moves? No one moves yet. They just start no the engines. When you go down to Cape Canaveral, and they and and you hear those little static broadcasts, and they say we have liftoff. What does that mean? They're in the air, shooting in and, the air, shooting to the stars. In, in ten seconds, where is that rocket ship? It's it's miles above your head. It's a, it's a big difference than start your engines. So, um, where does start your engines wanted, come from, though? You th- you're saying that's what he should have said. No, no, start I'm saying engines. he should have said start your engines. He should have said, like, let's start the countdown. Something besides we have liftoff. Or, or it's oh. liftoff from here on. Liftoff implies 
rocket to the moon. Oh, which the implies... expectations oh. implied fast. Liftoff is fast and moving hard. Oh, so you have a problem saying. with this metaphor here. No, I'm saying he told me liftoff. And that we're still... Now, there's a chance. You signed Correa, you signed Radon, and you got liftoff. The problem is you said liftoff, and I thought liftoff was scheduled for the winter meetings. Now, maybe it's like everything else down in Cape Canaveral, and they say, hey, this rocket ship's going off on Monday, and then it's cloudy, so now it has to go off a month from Monday. As, and as long as we get liftoff this offseason, I'm good. I'm happy. I even think if you sign guys like Adley Rushman, Gunnar Henderson long term, I will count that as liftoff. You're not going to Mars. You're going to the moon. But I'll count that as liftoff. The problem is the winter meetings for so many other teams was liftoff. And they made moves. And these were teams that weren't going zero to 60. They weren't lifting off from Earth. They were like rebounding off the moon or something to stick with these space metaphors. And the Orioles signed, uh, what's his name? Um, Kyle Gibson. Kyle Gibson who I don't know if Kyle Gibson is better than uh, Jordan Law. I think he is, but... He's a million dollars cheaper. Yeah, and yeah, it's a, I think it's a slight upgrade. Right. It's not liftoff. It's, it's, it's a little gas in the can. Josh, and we're on different sides. I, I still feel like it's liftoff. I feel good about okay. this offseason so far. But... We haven't uh, liftoff yet. I hope how, you're how do you think? Through. How do you think... Michael, if you were to give Michael Elias some truth serum, do you think Michael Elias, like, you, you, do you feel as being a, I'm, I, we're on different sides. I'm not disgruntled. You, you sound disgruntled. Do you think Michael Elias tricked you? Do you think he no. used the wrong metaphor? Or do you no. think Michael Elias thought he would be in play for some of these agents or for, the, for some of these free agents, but the money and the years have gotten out of his control. I, How do you think Michael Elias is feeling about this offseason? We, we all knew that this that the money and years was going to get out of control. No one knew it was going to get Bogart's 11 years out of control. Yeah, the Padres were going to go we bonkers all knew for some reason. Judge yeah. was going to go crazy. We all knew these guys were going to get crazy. That's what happens every year. So I'm not concerned about that. And and I'm acting like I, I'm frustrated that nothing happened. But I also, like I said at the start, my guys that I want are still available. There's still a window. I get scared when I open up Twitter and on the right-hand side it says Trendon, Radon, and Carlos Correa, and I click on it and don't see the Orioles. I get concerned that those names are coming up. But those guys are still there. So I'm not, gonna, I'm not canceling the liftoff. I'm just saying I really thought we would do something last week. Mm. And the delay, okay. the, the delay is frustrating. I feel like I packed up my family. I drove down to Cape Canaveral to see liftoff and there was a malfunction. There's a gas leak. It's cloudy. It's rainy. We need to reschedule and we're going to try again for liftoff in three weeks from now. That's how mm. I feel. Where I'm okay, frustrated. But- I'm driving home and I'm talking to the family. Hey, do we go back in three weeks? Okay, but Josh, the Orioles offseason is not one day like it's a not. flight that lifts off in one day. No, it's a, but, it's months. Yeah. But it's also it's also a grab bag. There's a limited number of people. So it's who are you grabbing? And as every time a name comes off the board that you thought, oh, I could have taken that guy, 
it gets a little frustrating as you're seeing that you're seeing the presents get low under the Christmas tree and not right, for you yet. But how many of those guys were guys you said, oh, man, we really missed on that one? Um, Trey Turner, Bogarts, except for the I didn't win 11 years. And then Bassett. I thought Bassett would have been a good fit. Okay. So yeah, I would say, I, and, I, and like I said, yeah. I, lift off. I mean, you signed Correa or Radon, and it's, you, you've lifted off. Yeah, hey, I'll listen, say. you mentioned Radon a few times. The, the last time I, the last thing I read about him is he wants $200 million. Radon is not in our future, and I'm okay with that. I, I, I mean, I really don't want Radon. Um, the, the guy I want is still on the board. I'm feeling really good about this offseason because the guys I want, the guys I wanted from Jump Street are still on the board. I thought the pitcher, if we can get uh, a, a lower kind of guy, and Kyle Gibson's that guy, and pair it with Nathan Evaldi on a shorter-term deal, um, get Na- Nathan Evaldi like a two-year, you know, $35 million. I, I feel good about that offseason from a pitcher standpoint um, because it's unrealistic to expect the Orioles to – to upgrade with top top free agents in multiple positions. Now, if the Orioles do nothing this offseason but sign Carlos Correa, that's a tremendous success. If they do yeah. nothing yeah, to sign him, that's a tremendous success. Yes. Um, or, if they or do nothing for the rotation guy is a great success. If they do nothing, in my opinion, but sign Nathan Evaldi, I'm okay with it. Now, I would actually argue at this point. I feel okay with our starting pitching. If you think about, you know, what, and we've talked about it here, here before, but if you think about um, Grayson Rodriguez joining the staff and you get Cobb Bradish and Dean Kramer coming back from really good years and, and Tyler Wells and Austin both who has turned his career around. Like I feel okay about a rotation throwing Kyle Gibson there. I feel okay about a rotation. I think the bigger concern at this point actually is getting a consistent offensive bat for the middle of the order and we talked about this a couple of weeks ago. <clears throat> There's just not a lot of guys um, who are in that position where they they would fit as a middle of the order right. bat in, in, in our lineup. And so now if you look at the list of middle order bats, just looking at bats, um, you have Carlos Correa. Um, I mean, Danzy Swanson. I don't know if you would argue he's a middle order bat. Right. And then the next guy on the list is a guy like Ben Attendee, probably. Um, maybe Justin Turner. There's not many more guys who are who are on that list who you feel like you could fit into the middle of the order of your lineup. Um, so, but there wasn't even to begin the offseason. So then you wonder, is it going to be addressed via trade? And that's um, and that's what gives me hope is like today was it today or yesterday that the it was yesterday that the Braves made the trade with the Athletics and and yeah uh, the three team trade three-team trade and there are lots of moving parts there and that's where I like I have hope where it's like I see this free agent list and it's not great it's besides the top people but I know that we have enough prospects that we can trade and we can make a trade I saw yeah. I saw some people pushing on Twitter earlier today to, hey, now that Bogarts is in, in San Diego, let's trade prospects and bring Machado back. <laughs> I don't, there's no way that happens. The yeah, Padres, Padres are not going to be all, in. all yeah. in, and then, hey, let's get – we want prospects, though. That's not happening. But I like the idea of, hey, we got these prospects. We don't need yeah. to shop off – everyone's shopping off this list. But 
that's because all those people all spend money. We can shop all these other people because we can trade prospects for them. Right. So and not other teams can afford that with having they they can't. prospects. Right. We we going in as the number one farm system, and when you look, that's number one farm system with Adley off of it. So we have a deep farm system. And the fact that yeah. we that means a lot of our B level talent is A level talent for other teams. So if we don't sign free agents, I'll be disappointed. But we can still get lift off by a blockbuster trade. Yeah. Um, Josh, but can we have liftoff? Can we have liftoff if we make <laughs> no other signings or no other trades? Yes. And I, I say that be, I say that because in, in some respects, you could make an argument that we will be significantly better next year because a four-year Gunnar Henderson, a four-year Grayson Rick. That's like two right. huge free agent signings. How many guys right. could you sign in free agency? In free agency, better than Gunnar Henderson or Grace Rodriguez? No, Not I many. Agree. I agree. Not many. And 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 so it's like we get those two huge free agent signings just just by them coming up and, and playing in the majors right. uh, a, a full year. You had other guys like Jordan Westburn, Colton Kowser. Like we'll be better. And that's my concern too. This where it becomes but, really hard for Mike Elias because okay, you want to sign a second baseman. How many second basemen will be second basemen? How many will be better than Jordan Westberg? I, I, I don't know. Like maybe Jordan Westberg will be better than any that are available out there. How many um, outfielders that you might want to sign will be better than Colton Kowser? And if you feel like, eh, they'll probably be the same, not better, well, why, wanna, why would you pay, you know, $12 million when you already have an answer in house. And it's also why well, there's no, also, like people were, people were mad. Just let me finish. People were mad that we didn't sign uh, Sean Manet or whatever. And yet he's a third, fourth, fifth rotation guy. We got seven third, fourth, fifth rotation guys. We don't need those guys. I don't I want those guys. I want Radon or Evaldi, maybe Syndergaard. Or nothing, because the rest of the guys just fall in line in the back of the rotation where we already have a bunch of guys. And so this is a tough position in the sense that we don't need good players. Yeah, We need great players yes. or nothing. Right. Agreed. And that's where the liftoff problem, that's the problem I have with liftoff. It's a tough because, situation for Mike, actually. when you said liftoff, you said, oh, we're getting, we're signing big guys or we're trading for big guys. Liftoff is a Big thing. Like I was saying before, the difference between start your engines and liftoff. Liftoff is this massive thing. And maybe maybe he didn't mean those words and he was just, that's what came to mind and he regrets saying those words. Because there's ways, there's many ways. What I want is a successful offseason. And if you can extend some of these young guys like we've seen the Braves do and some other teams where they extend guys immediately in their career, that's a successful Orioles season. If you don't sign anyone else, you don't trade for anyone else, but you extend Adley long-term, that's a success. Yeah, uh, Josh, but the liftoff could also be, like liftoff, if we can just spend a whole episode talking about the definition of liftoff, like it means you're no longer doing the things you used to do. You're no longer trading Trey Mancini's and Jorge Lopez's. You're, not, you're no longer trading majorly talent for prospects. You're no longer going to the raver wire to fill out your roster, right? Like you're no longer doing those things. You're now in a position where your only 
adding to the major league roster. And the problem is, like I said, we're kind of too good to just add anybody. We only can add really good players because we already have good players. Right. So, but we're not taking away from the major. So, in the sense, it's left off in that we're not trying to rebuild anymore. We're not trying to take away. We're trying to win. And that is tough because you have good players and it's tough to upgrade when you already have good players. Easy to, when all your players are bad, you look at the 2019 roster, that's easy to upgrade. Yeah. The 2022 roster, that's hard to upgrade. Right. Um, right. But but we're not taking away any of this talent. We're not looking to trade Cedric Mullins. No. It, no. Who I don't care who who tweets it. Dan Connolly can tweet articles about it however many times he wants. Michael Elias has no intention of trading Anthony Santander. Why not? Because he's not in the business of of getting prospects now. He's in the business of it would, needing. Home run hitters okay. need a major league talent, right. and Santander is one of those guys. Unless, That's part of unless Santander is a package to bring in someone a bigger name. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah, but yeah. but not to bring in prospects. No, no, he's not a prospect. No, um, I looked up the Merriam-Webster definition of liftoff. Okay, yeah, it let's get into it. A vertical takeoff by an aircraft or rocket vehicle or missile. So it's that vertical takeoff. So are the Orioles going on a vertical takeoff? And what I like is when it says. A recent examples of the word use, it, the first one that comes up is the successful third launch attempt from Kennedy Space Center itself was delayed twice Tuesday night before liftoff. I feel like that's the Orioles offseason is we're going to have liftoff, but it's just been delayed. Well, Josh, and so like, the question we tried right after the World Series failed attempt. We tried at the winter meetings failed attempt. We're going to try again the first week in January. Yeah, so the obvious question then becomes, and there's so many of my last questions from the winter meetings I want to get into, um, but so the question becomes then why, right? Why? We, we know Michael Elias is trying to kind of do this whole liftoff thing. We know we haven't signed anyone besides Kyle Gibson to major the contracts. Um, so but the question becomes... But he's ruffled feathers. Or what, what was Scott Boris's quote? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So according to Scott, Scott Boris, they feathered up. He feathered up. So that means Michael Elias was at least talking to Scott Boris. Well, yeah. Oh, and Josh, we have other quotes saying yeah. that he was pursuing certain pitchers to, to the point where he was trying to woo them. If I can use the term woo, he was trying to woo them by saying they could be part, they, they could pitch opening day. And to me, that says two things. That says one the Orioles are trying to do anything to kind of get them to come here, right? Like we'll even entice you right. by, you know, maybe the money is not enough, but you can pitch for us opening day. Um, it reminds me on MLB The Show how you can click when you do free agencies. I don't know if you do a franchise, but you can click like ace. You'll be the ace. Yes. And like they'll want to sign with you a little bit more if you're the ace. Um, anyway, um, but that also shows me, Josh, I don't think we were going to offer the opening day kind of pitcher to to Kyle Gibson. Like I think no. an opening day starter is to a big name pitcher. Yeah. Today uh, Rondon, I, maybe even an Avaldi. Uh, and so if, that shows me that that Michael Eyes was talking to bigger name free agents. So it goes yeah. back to the question again, well, why haven't we signed any yet? Right. Right. You go you go today, who's your opening day starter with the guys on the team now? Yeah, I think I like uh, probably Dean Kramer. I'd probably go with Dean Kramer. Yeah, I think the Orioles start on the road. 
So I, but I'd be really tempted to let line it up so that Grayson Rodriguez is your home opener. I think that'd be cool. Yeah, because just for a cool moment, I might be added pressure to to right. the kid. But right, but yeah, I mean, but I I want that kid to have all the pressure in the world. He yeah. needs. I mean, the, who who is the most talented pitcher in our in our rotation? It's Grayson Rodriguez. Like he is the most talented, right. but. Who pitches opening day is not always the same as who is most talented. Um, so you might want to give to someone who's been around for a little bit, like Dean Kramer, who had a lot of success last year. Um, but Josh, how much of this is, because we talked about it, we said, yes, the Orioles will try to, in the past, past episodes you said the Orioles will try to add players to the major league roster. Yes. But what we didn't know, um, here's, a, here's a tweet from, well, here's a tweet from Andy Kaska, who quoted Michael Elias in October October 5th, Michael Elias said, I don't want to announce a budget to the agent community or the other 29 teams, but I could do continue to view this as an offseason where we're going to have flexibility to invest in the major league payroll. And so the end quote. So the thing we didn't know, Josh, is how much money does Michael Elias have to spend? We, don't like, know. we know he wants to add to the major roster. What we didn't know is, does he have... $35 million uh, to throw at a Carlos Correa, you know, for, for you know, 10 well, that, years? Uh, let me see if I can find it. That goes back to the quote that's going around the internet now from um, 2005 after, after the winter, after the start of the season in 2005. And Peter Angelos, after failing to land a big free agent in 2005, said, you can say I'm disappointed. But on the other hand, I'm pleased that we're not part of this financial insanity, a party to this financial insanity that has taken hold of the game. Yeah. So there's definitely a little bit of that. But yeah, I, I mean, also, it's tough. Yeah. Because you, you, because we are a mid-market team, and yeah. how we we want Thoros to be with the Padres and spend all the money in the world because you you can't and the Mets. There's no rules against spending all the money in the world. Um, yet the, the reality is. The orders will only spend a set number of guys. And so part of me is like, if you give Rondon seven years, $200 million, is that hurting what you're able to do next year and the year after and the year after? Um, like that's that's a concern. But sure. the other reality of it is, Josh, if you want to sign free agents, part of it is now is actually the best time to sign a free agent because your salary, your payroll this is low will as never as well. be lower. No, Adley Rutschman. Besides your Chris Davis, nine million dollars a year, right? Besides that, Adley Rutschman, Gunnar Henderson, um, these guys, Grace Rodriguez, will literally never be cheaper. They're going to get more expensive and more expensive and more expensive every single year, and that goes through for the veterans as well. John Means, Cedric Mullins. Brian Mancastle, these guys will never be cheaper than they are right now. Yes. So if you don't sign a big name now, you're not going to have the money in three or four years because you're going to be paying all these young players a ton of money. Um, but Josh, it goes back to this. <coughs> John Angelos. Yeah. Lou Angelos. Fighting about team. How much <laughs> this money? Is, this, is, this is just like, you know what this is? This is uh, eight years ago, seven years ago. Talking about the Angelos, and, and we had an excuse. How much money? Because Masson and the Nationals. Yeah, it's still there. That hasn't gone away, right? right? That's still there. But now we have, you're right, we have this Lou and John thing. Yeah, Masson, Orders Nats. Now we a, a complicated factor. 
This week at Macy's, find Valentine's Day gifts for all your loves, like fragrance gift sets they'll adore. Plus, take an extra 15% off with your coupon or Macy's card. On top of beautiful jewelry finds, now 35 to 70% off. And 25% off decadent chocolate from Godiva. Macy's Star Rewards members earn on every purchase except gift card services and fees. More at Macy's.com slash Star Rewards. Savings off sale and clearance prices. Exclusions apply. Progressive presents Adjusting to the Suburbs. I never thought I'd care about gardening until I bought a house in the suburbs. But now I find myself in conversations about liquid fertilizer, and I wonder, am I the fertilizer guy now? (laughs) No, no way. Everyone knows the ratio between phosphorus and nitrogen, right? Yeah, I'm still totally cool. Anyway, when you save with Progressive by bundling your home and auto, that's the easy part of adjusting to the suburbs. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company coverage provided in service by affiliates and third-party insurers. With one of the best savings rates in America, banking with Capital One is the easiest decision in the history of decisions. Even easier than choosing Slash to be in your band. Next up for lead guitar. You're in. Cool. (laughs) Yep, even easier than that. And with no fees or minimums on checking and savings accounts, is it even a decision? That's banking reimagined. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com slash bank for details. Capital One and a member FDIC. Do, uh, do, John, Lou, I was combining them to say John and Lou. Uh Right, right. Um, I don't want to say that. You've been hanging out with Kanye too much. (laughs) Yeah. And then, not to mention the moms involved in there somehow as well. Um, So it makes you wonder though, Josh. Is Michael Elias's hands are is 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 he unable to do the liftoff? Is this more of a situation, Josh, with n- not not a a cloudy day at Cape Canaveral? Is this more a situation where, hey, listen, NASA, we know we promised you this amount of funds, but we're short on funds. <laughs> okay, so like Congress is kind of shutting down now. Uh, what's that? What's that budget shutdown Congress does every now and then? Right, threatens to shut down. You're uh, saying is that what's happening here? This is a budget issue. You're saying the rocket ship is on the launch pad. The crowd is gathered. Everyone's yes. up in the control booth. Everyone's ready to go, and they just realized, oh, there's no fuel in the tank. And inflation as effective fuel costs. Right. Exactly. And listen, there's some struggles at home, and we just yeah. can't pay for the fuel right now. Yeah. Um, Isn't that possible, Josh? That that might that. The Angelos, John Angelos is not willing to hand out a big time contract just because of the unknown financial situation now with between him and Lou and between Masson. I don't think so because they haven't, as far as we know, they haven't put a stop on. A lot of times when you'll have business lawsuits or whatever, you could get a thing where they say, hey, you're not allowed to spend any money. And the, and the, the courts would order a freeze while we figure this out. And that has not happened with the Orioles. So I'm not concerned about that. I think the fact that Rob Manfred last week talked about how he's comfortable with the Orioles situation with John Angelos and stuff is helpful. Um, I don't even care why people, I do not understand why people ask reporters because this isn't Twitter going in and asking Rob Manfred. I don't even understand why you ask Rob Manfred, are the Orioles going to stay in Baltimore? It's the stupidest question you could ask the commissioner when there's legit baseball teams that might move cities. Like Baltimore is not an option. So that was a waste uh, yeah, of time. Ridiculous. But the yeah. fact that he did share that he, they are comfortable with John Angelos running this team and everything, I think that bodes well for the Orioles. And I do not think it stops uh, any money spending because of that. Okay. Um, I, I yeah, I, I, and 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 
I guess we will see. Time will tell. Um, my top free agent hitter I wanted from Jump Street is Carlos Correa. Um, the still. pitcher, the realistic top pitcher I thought was Nathan Avaldi. He's still on the board, so both my guys are still on the board. And and I would be a fan of a short term contract for Nathan Avaldi. I don't understand why. I know everyone says you have to sign these pitchers for five, six, seven years. I don't understand why you can't do a situation overpay where, for three. Yeah, you just give them all the money in the world, kind of like what the Mets did with Scherzer and Verlander. Like we're going to give you way too much money, but just for two years, right? Um, I I don't understand like the what what the the Mets did two years, forty three million dollars a year for for Verlander and for Scherzer, like that not that much money, but throw a ton of money for a two year deal because you have you presumably should have with the lowest payroll in baseball the past few years should have money to burn and 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 that a two or three year deal allows you to then be able to pay for Adley Rutschman and Gunnar Henderson when they become more expensive later. Um same with same with um a Rondon or even a Correa, give them two or three years and then maybe an opt out and then they can opt out or the salary goes down, right? So like 35 or 40 million for Correa for three years and then an opt-out, and then it goes down to $25 billion or something for four more years. And so if you want to stay for less money, you can. Okay. Yeah, I mean, again, the Orioles still have time. I, I, what I hate about the baseball offseason is where we see it pour into spring training. And especially this year with the – isn't this – this year we've got the World Baseball Classic, so that already screws with spring training. Yeah. So I really would like to see this stuff nailed down as soon as possible. And I know that, well, we got another week and then they'll freeze for the holidays. So I'd love for the Orioles to do something this next week. But I'm not panicking. I'm frustrated. Yeah, I don't care. I'm watching the Ravens. I'm having a good time. I'm not I'm not going on Twitter every day to see who was signed and, and what the like I again I, I'm not a fan of firing Greg Roman or John Harbaugh after week seven. Like you hire these guys to be your manager, your, your, your coaches, your coordinators. You let them play the season out. And then if you get to the end of the season, right, and you're not happy with the results of that season, then you kind of take a week, you think about it, and then you make your decision. I'm not ready to fire Mike Elias in December um, over this offseason. Like you take let's, – let's get to the end of the offseason. Let's evaluate – and let's see. I mean, regardless, the Orioles are going to be a competitive team. Now, Josh, there was a quote that Michael Elias said that did bother me. I don't know if you saw this quote. Um, I don't have it in front of me. I should pull, pull it up. But essentially he said, um, and I, I can pull it up, but essentially he said, we're not really competing for the pennant this year. We're just trying to make the playoffs. He was almost conceding. Did, did you see this quote? I'm not making this up, right? He was conceding that he wasn't going to make the playoff. I mean, he, he wasn't going to win the division in the AL East, but he was hoping maybe we can make the playoffs as a wild card. See, I I didn't see that. I'll see if I can pull okay. it up. Okay, here, I'll, I'll pull up the quote. But Here's I don't... Quote. I, yeah. I That irritates me <laughs> because I feel like it's how we talk in football. All you got to do is get in. Get into the playoffs anyway, and then you can win. So I... And Here's the exact always quote. playing for the pennant. My, uh, the exact quote was Mike Michael I said, quote, I think it's really hard to sit there and chart a course and say we're likely to win 
the division. That's what he said to reporters. He said, I think it's really hard to sit there and chart a course and say we're likely to win a division. Your own GM says it's unlikely, even after what happened last year, it's unlikely that we're going to win the division. Is this the same time that he said uh, we're very hopeful that it's going to be an upward curve for the organization? Yes. Okay. Yeah. The upward curve irritates me. Because he says, I think it's going to get, he said he went on and said, I think it's going to get better in 24 and 25 and 26. We're going to continue to get better. Right. Right. Which is, which I believe there was an article this week about how Kobe Mayo is kind of ahead of schedule and projections where like we could maybe even see him by the end of next year. Um, I like that. I trust our prospects, but don't tell me lift off and then say, we're not going to win the pennant. We're not trying to win the pennant. Don't tell me lift off and say an upward curve. I haven't seen a single rocket that launches with an upward curve. They go straight up. Lift off is not an upward curve. An upward curve is like what those Nitro Circus guys do, where you go off a ramp and you hope you don't crash and burn. We want lift off. Yeah, I mean, and listen, even if, and this reminds me, right, this screams echoes of his comments before the trade deadline that, well, statistically, it's not likely we'll make the playoffs. Therefore, we will trade our best players, right? Like this screams of that, this idea of mathematically, but like, listen, dude, you're not an analyst. You're our GM. Right. Like your whole job is to win the pennant. Like that's why we brought you in here. We didn't no. bring you in here to do some mathematical formula and say what's most likely. We brought you in here to win, dude. You think so? Like, just you, tell us what you're gonna do to get us to be division champs. Right. Do you think years ago, when he said made the comments, "Hey, if we're if we're playing for the pennant, we'll bring Adley up," and that excited the fan base? I love that quote. We all love that quote. And then he didn't have to stand behind it because the team obviously wasn't fighting for the pennant. Sure. Do you think that? kind of pressured him to make this lift off and then he's like oh i better i gotta pull back because i wanted to excite the fan base but they got a little too excited but no 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 i think he continues to speak his mind i think he continues to speak too honestly to like how he really feels yeah and like i'm sure he really honestly feels like this team is not good enough to win the division it's good enough to right. play for a wild card but you don't say that to your fan right. base yes of course because you're the gm like we, uh, are you hired? Is that what you you tell John Angelos? Hey, listen, if things go really well, we might sneak into the playoffs. Now, division, forget about it. No, like we want to win division. I no. want to be with the Yankees. I want to fight toe to toe with the Yankees. You, you I don't want to sneak in there behind Tampa Bay. I want to fight with the Yankees. Come on now. Right. You go to John Angelos. You ask him to take you to Peter Angelos's deathbed. You talk to both of them and say. You sign Car- you give me the money for Carlos Correa, you give me the money for Rendon, and we will win the pennant. That's what you go. Forget sneaking into the playoffs. Forget division. You go American League pennant. We're gonna win it all. Yeah, but that's, that's not what happening. He's in there going with with this his Excel spreadsheet saying, listen, if we can sign, you know. Right. No right. guard. It increases our chance of winning one game. It increases our chances of being a, a third playoff, third wildcard team by 2% that we can get in there. It's now 52% likelihood that we can get into the third wildcard spot. That's the conversation he's happened, yeah. having. Yeah. So you think having an Sigma come in with their, with their statistics and PowerPoint presentation, and it's all on, it's all realistic. It's all real numbers. It's not, 
this and a little magic. Yeah. Hey, hey listen, and, and we can be critical of Mike Elias because, but listen, we, we acknowledge the dude has done an amazing, phenomenal, oh, yeah. no one, I don't no, know I, if anyone on the planet could have done a better job turning the franchise around and yes. putting them on the trajectory that they are now on. Like Mike totally Elias agree. deserves all the credit in the world for getting this team to where they are at. Right. But but this is the goal was not just to be a number one farm team and a team that's competitive. Like the goal is, you know, compete for the pennant, win the World Series. That's that's why that's what we signed up for. Like that that's why we're fans. And I don't know if Michael Elias gets that hundred percent. I think he's maybe too. He's not too fanatical, and maybe that's what makes well, him no. a good GM. And that's that, but, and that is part of it. Is we all grew up with orange glasses. We bleed yeah, orange. Sure. We've been through these seasons. We're fans. Um, we know about Orioles magic. Mike Elias doesn't quite know about Orioles magic yet. He knows how to build a winning club. We know there's something special. Magic happens. We know that. Part well, and Michael. Michael Elias isn't unique in that. Listen, Aaron Judge was signed by the Yankees, not by the GM. It yeah. was very clear that Hal, mm. Hal Steinbrenner stepped in the negotiations. Flashbacks to Davis? Chris Davis. Chris Davis was not signed by Dan Duquette. He was. Yes. He was signed he by Peter Everyone likes to hate Duquette on that, but we know it was not a Duquette move. That was an owner decision. Right. What was so, the quote? The candle burned out or something? The candle's yeah. no longer lit. Was one of the cats. I love Duquette. Can we have him back? Yeah, I want. Um, I, will, I, want. I will love a team. I will love a team want, of Elias Duquette. Let's team them up. I think they'd right. be a great team. Here's what I want. I want Dan Duquette on this podcast. Yeah, Can someone make that happen. Idea. I want to talk to Dan Duquette about those years. Yeah, I do too. Um, but but I mean the Mets. How many huge free agent signings did the Mets make? Yeah. before Steve Cohen got there. No, that's oh. that's all Steve Cohen. You know no, why? No, yeah, that's, that's that's not the GM. That's not the GM. No. All of a sudden, the GM's amazing because he can sign out. No, no, you know why? Steve Cohen. You know <laughs> why Correa? You know why Correa is trending on Twitter tonight? Why? Because I looked into it because I panicked. Yeah, because Steve Cohen liked a tweet about Correa. Okay. Yeah. See, because if because Steve Cohen was Correa, that matters more than if yes. any GM across the majors wants him. That matters less than if the owner who has a billion dollars wants the guy. Correct. That's what matters. Because the owners don't want to say those, it. Right. Josh, the problem is, though, I don't see John Angelos doing a, calling up Carlos Correa and negotiating. I don't see that right, happening right. here. I don't know. All right, here's what I know. I love Steve Cohen. I would love Steve Cohen to own my baseball team. I, he's, because, I think he's great for baseball. Because yeah. Steve Cohen is great for baseball because Steve Cohen is a baseball fan. Yeah, I don't know if Josh, if John Angelos, is a diehard baseball fan. I know he's an Orioles fan. I know he's. It's been in his he, family. He loves forever. Baltimore. Yeah, I don't stuff. know if he bleeds orange. He also loves Nashville. Yeah, right. I want to see John Angelos. How many games have you seen John Angelos sitting behind home plate? Does he have an Orioles tattoo? How many and where? <laughs> he does not. I doubt he does. But Steve Cohen. Have you seen his old body, Josh? Yeah. I have not seen John Angelos's whole body. Okay, so you can't say for sure he doesn't have an Orioles tattoo somewhere. No, I no, I already wrote down a show title, or it would be John Angelos's body. <laughs> yeah, um, I'm just saying it's possible he has a little tattoo, maybe, maybe a tiny little Oriole bird somewhere. You know, 
You, you never know. I will give you that. You never know. So to me, but like you can't have, and even if it's not a matter of like, because Michael Elias is clearly doing negotiations, but like you can't have, you know, sign a guy for, for you know, over $100 million, let, let alone whatever it'll take to sign Carlos Correa, without ownership being fully on board for that guy. But I think the thing is, and the money in the years have gone bonkers this year. Like the offseason, no one thought Bogarts would get 11 years. Um, and that Rondon is even asking for sevens is insane to me. And so the challenge for Michael Elias is, because I'm sure Michael Elias wants to do shorter-term deals because it makes sense for where the team's at because you have so many prospects coming. It doesn't make sense to sign Carlos Correa for 10 years. It doesn't. So the challenge is, how do you convince Carlos Correa to sign for two? With an opt-out. Yeah. I don't know how you do it. And maybe it can't be done. And the other thing that frustrates me, Josh, about this whole conversation is with the criticism. And we just, I just spent 10 minutes, 20 minutes criticizing Michael Elias. In his defense, what we don't know, that um, Japanese pitcher just signed with the Mets. Right. And people are saying, oh, the Orioles should have signed him. We don't know if we were in those conversations. Right. Like, I'm sure Michael Elias wanted to sign him as well. We don't know what the other player wants. Aaron Judge took less money, it's reported. Um, um, oh boy, Trey Turner took less money, it's reported, to sign with those teams. Um, we do know Kyle Gibson chose the Orioles over the Blue Jays for the same deal, pretty much. That right. bodes well. But, you know, these players want specific things. Um, and we're a small market team, and, and some players want to play in those bigger markets. And so we don't know kind of and because they're so tight-lipped about it, um, we don't know what Thor has offered. But, right. yeah, so I think I just, that's important to keep in mind that we, we don't know if the Orioles even put an offer with these guys. Right, exactly. We do know, according to Elias, that a lot of he said a lot of conversations were had, a lot of information was gathered. So yeah. he, he's not, he's at least, again, he's trying to do it in a smart way. Meanwhile, I open up the athletic and then and the brand new story 15 minutes ago is uh, Mets are showing interest in Carlos Correa. Don't rule them out in the Carlos Correa sweepstake. And uh, I browse the article. Cohen, I'm sure. And the storyline yeah. is Steve Cohen liked a tweet. Yeah. It's not the GM talk to this and that. It's not, it is the like of the tweet. So yeah. That means nothing, but it also means a whole lot. Yeah. To have I, involved. Hey, uh, just real quick on Kyle Gibson. We I heard him on the Hot Stove Show, and this is true about a lot of players. Like they they're they're smart and they're intelligent and they can talk. I I can't remember walking away, Josh, more impressed with an interview than with Kyle Gibson. Really, Kyle Gibson hey, talked about his interview. I've seen what I saw some reasons of why he chose the Orioles, and that was it was nice to have a pitcher choose the Orioles. Yeah, and he said like. During the process, he interviewed the Orioles and the pitching coaches. Like, listen, like, what do you determine success? What factors play into how you determine I like success? That. What do you like? He was, and he shared some of the questions. Like, they were really thoughtful questions. You mean it wasn't? It wasn't how much money are you going to give me? No, like he was interviewing the Orioles staff to, and determine where 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 to land. And he's big into the numbers. Like he could he could talk about some of the um, analytics. Um, so I think he liked that also about the Orioles coaching staff too. I'm sure they have that in common. Um, he's also good friends with Jordan Lyles, which is a little bit awkward, I felt like. But he yeah, said he called Jordan Lyles up. up. 
Yeah, ask Jordan Lyles about it. And Jordan Lyles was like all about the Orioles, loved the experience with the Orioles, loved the coaching staff. So that was part of the influence as well. Um, but yeah, just a very like just thoughtful, well-spoken, just really intelligent dude. And with the, a young pitching staff, seems like the perfect fit for a young pitching staff. And if he can just be as good or a little better than, than uh, Jordan Lyles uh, and have those leadership skills, which he seems to have in that interview, um, it seems like a perfect fit the, for the Orioles. Um, and, and I trust the Orioles to get the, the most out of him. So I'm, I'm pumped about the Kyle Gibson signing. I think it was actually an excellent signing. Um, he's going to be our third or fourth or fifth starter. I think he's going to do really well. Um, very similar probably to Jordan Lyles, hopefully a little bit better, um, which would be great. Um, and so I'm, I'm, I'm pumped about that. Um, if if this is the only thing the Orioles get done, that's a disappointment. Um, I also, I think, I can't help but think this free agency, like it's a reminder, well, Adley Rutschman is going gonna, is gonna to get more expensive every yes, single year. Lots and like, what's his free agency going to look like in, in six years or whatever? Um, so it's all the more motivation to sign him for 10 years today. Um, and same with Gunner and even Grayson. I don't know. Pitchers are more risky. But like to me, I'm like, just give these guys money now because the money never gets – it never goes down, right? Like the contracts never go down. And so whatever he costs now, he's going to cost more tomorrow and the next – like every day he becomes more expensive. Um, uh, the Ravens are going to find that out real soon with Lamar Jackson too. But – yeah, so sign these guys. The earlier you can sign these guys, the better. And so, listen, if the Orioles do nothing but what they've done already and sign Adley Rush to a long-term um, extension, I wouldn't say that's the worst offseason ever. Um, but but listen, the guys, like I said, Evaldi, Correa, the guys I want are still in play. So I'm so optimistic. Um, if we sign one of these guys, I'm, I'm going to be happy. If we sign neither... Uh, I'll be more like you, Josh, or, or this week. I'll be like that next week. Um, but I, I'm not outraged every time a free agent signs and the Orioles haven't signed him. I'm not outraged by that. I, I'm good with being patient. Yeah, I'm, and I'm good with you. I'm good with judging at the end. Let's judge at the end. And uh, if, yeah. if the Orioles do nothing by the end, then I can stand up and say this is ridiculous. I I texted you. Uh, this week, I think, because we bought the uh, we got opening day tickets lined up, and I texted you and I said, "Hey, since we're both flying back to Baltimore for opening day, let's do a uh, let's do a meetup or a live podcast or something." That's the day we judge, the day before opening yeah. day or the day after yeah. opening day. Yeah, that's when we we that's when we can do our live podcast and we can either praise or trash Michael Elias's off season. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you remember when we thought the offseason was trash and then um, the Orioles signed Ubaldo Jimenez in February. And he turned <laughs> out to be Orioles legend Ubaldo Jimenez. Yeah. Um, and, and all of a sudden, you know, a terrible offseason turns into a legendary offseason. Um, I think we signed Nelson Cruz in, in February as well. Um, so, so, yeah, these uh, these things sometimes take time to come together. You also have the trade factor. Um, I also think, like, listen, um, I've been a proponent of of holding on to our, our our chips, if you will, hold on to our bullets, if you will. I'm waiting for the trade deadline um, come midseason. Uh, but there's lots of opportunities to get better when you have 
really good free agents. And if we do nothing, if we add nothing to this team, I think it's still a good baseball team. Um, but that's also what makes it frustrating is there's a good team that has a chance to be really good if we just signed one, even one player, even one player to boost our offense from maybe 10th in baseball you know, to 7th in baseball. If we can get that one guy, can make a big difference. Um, so I, I hope we can get that one guy. But 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 either way, either way, I'm feeling good about the direction of this team. Yeah, I, I'm. It's hard. You're right. It's hard because we can be frustrated, but it's hard to not feel good about this team when the farm system's so good. The future is so bright that it doesn't matter in the long run. It's true. Like people are outraged by missing like, out on Shamanea, and I'm like. We we got twenty Chaminers on the mind. Like the future is so bright here. You like even if we signed no one. Like just I'm just so excited to watch a whole year of an infield that involves Mateo and Henderson and Urias and Westberg. We got more guys than we have infielders. To 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 uh, I'm excited for Grace Rodriguez to throw to Adley Rutschman at for the Orioles. I've seen it happen. In Delmarva, I've seen it happen at Bowie. I've never seen it happen for the Orioles. We're going to see that every fifth day. I'm pumped to see because I think D.L. Hall, I don't think is going to be a back-end reliever. I think he's going to be a starter. I think D.L. Hall is going to be a great starter. I'm pumped about that. And I think D.L. Hall will be better than Evaldi or Rondon or anyone else on this stupid list that's still available. Um, and so I think the <laughs> still answer available. is right. still that, available. That, still available. Maybe I wrote down gentlemen, start your engine as the uh, show title. I think still available is even better. Yeah. Now, would I rather have Justin Verlander than D.L. Hall? Probably, yeah. Um, but that's still available. Yeah, I'll take D.L. Hall. And so, and so I think a lot of the answers, it's frustrating because you see the Padres going all in. You see the Mets and their yes. and their owner liking like it's it's easy to be a team on the cusp of being great and just the ownership unwilling to kind of make those big splashes and it's also but we're still years, good. yeah it's also it's also the Oriole fan it's the problem with an Oriole fan is it's years of not trust and ownership oh we have good reason to yeah yeah I know it's proven it's proven I understand that we have good reason to. But it's years of that where it's like we're almost like a um, like a beaten dog. Well, like, and, and Josh, you got why me all my... excited. I came all running up. Don't hit me again. What? Well, and it's my it's my Josh is all over the uh, analogies today. I know it really is. It really is working um, today. Yeah, must be the but, long night. But the the ownership. Um, that's why one of the first questions I asked you. Well, is this how Michael Elias intended? Because I can't help but wonder. How much of this is Michael Elias offering yeah. deals that players aren't taking? How much of this is Michael Elias, you know, not offering enough? How much of this is ownership tying Michael Elias's hands to not offering the deal he wants to offer? Yeah. And we'll never we, know. We have no way to know. No, but we'll we can't know. help but think about that as Oriole fans. Correct. Yep. All right. Good talk, Josh. Good right. talk. Again, this is what this is what this podcast is great about. It's a chance for you and I to connect, get out some frustrations, but also talk each other down. I you hope came, that like you came out angry after a cruise. I thought you'd be on a very good <laughs> mood after the cruise, Josh, but you were a little a little irritated about the Orioles offseason. I'm frustrated. And yeah. I think that comes across as like 
there's and I think that I think I speak for all of Birdland and a lot of the listeners. Like we're frustrated because we don't want to be patient. We want to jump. We want to be like everyone else. But I also, but I think this has been a this good hour discussion of like, hey, let's take a step back and reexamine. We're in, still in a really good shape. There's still a lot of teams we're in better shapes with. If you look at the, there was a chart going around the internet today that it was like what different baseball teams have done the past 10 years. And if you look at it, in the past 10 years, you know where the Orioles rank? The Orioles are in the list of teams that have won some games in the postseason. That's pretty nice. I know we want to win it all, but there were some teams in there that haven't <laughs> been in the postseason in the past 10 years. We've at least yeah. had a little fun. I still want the whole thing. I want. I need a World Series. But there's perspective as well. Well, and listen, the reality of it is the World Series is coming. Uh, if he could do, if Elias does nothing this offseason, the World Series is still coming. Yeah. And if you look at the offseason, who's signing and who's signing these guys, if your team, if your team is not Texas, the Yankees, the Mets, the Padres, the, the Phillies. Oh, you mean so the far. Dodgers haven't signed anybody? No, you're right. You're right. There, it's only if you're not one, one of, if you're not one of those five teams, you're mad right now. Exactly. <laughs> you're probably mad right now. Right, right, exactly. Maybe Toronto because he just signed Bassett, but if you're not one of those those five six teams, you're mad. You are. sure? Yeah. All right. So All right. and 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 add us to the number. We're we're part yeah. of. And there's I still, mean every t- yeah we're part of that number. Still plenty plenty of people available. Yeah, let's so we'll see. let's let's not make any pronouncements yet. We'll we'll make pronouncements, no. but not yet. Let, let, let's right. see how this thing plays out. Right. Same same yeah. Week after we make our predictions, that next show will declare her what we think of the offseason. I don't think Michael Elias is on a cruise. You may be right, Josh. He might be on a cruise somewhere on a, a two month cruise over the offseason, enjoying the offseason. No, I looked. I even looked for him in I the Dominican Republic. I couldn't find him. He's not there. He's not there. No. I did. I'll tell you. The cruise Kobe stopped. Perez might be over there in the Dominican Republic. Kobe Perez, he might be there. The cruise Our, stopped uh, on the, in the The cruise did have a stop in the Dominican Republic. It was some crappy town, uh, and we went. And uh, I, I did. Can, I, I don't think you can say that, Josh. All right. I well, I it was. It was some random town. I don't remember the name of it. Yeah. But um, the cruise line screwed us. At part of it is not to disrespect the town. The cruise line screwed us with one of our excursions at this spot. Okay. So we got screwed out of an excursion that, to go to this really nice beach. Um, so I then opened up my phone and I went to Google Maps and I searched for where the Orioles, Dominican Republic, uh, new training facility is. Yeah, the new facility is. is. Yeah. I said, hey, maybe I can take a taxi and go check this out. It was like four hours away. So it okay. wasn't realistic. I wasn't able to do it. But I had that thought of, hey, if I can't go to a nice beach, maybe I can go see a future Oriole. Yeah, yeah. A 13-year-old future Oriole. So yeah. yeah. So anyway, we ended up going to this other beach that was at this hotel. But here's what impressed me about it. And here's the whole reason I'm bringing up the hotel. Is the hotel, you know how you, know how you go to hotels, they got pools, hot tubs, and then they have like uh, tennis courts, maybe a little shuffleboard action. Right, right, right. You know what they had at this at this place? What? Batten cages, really? Batten cages at the hotel with the with the uh, motorized uh, pitching machine. Yeah, I can't find a batten cage around here. I, I would kill for a yeah. batten cage. 
Yeah. The only thing I could think is the airport is near there. So maybe this is the nice hotel that like they bring like the prospects drive across the country to come here to show off for some guys that fly yeah. or something. But there were batting cages That's there. Which so I, funny. Thought, I That's thought it was so very weird. impressive. I was like, yeah. oh, no wonder the Dominican Republic. And of course, I was wearing Orioles. So everyone's they were all the locals were commenting about the Orioles. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. And then they would go straight to Big Poppy. Oh, yeah, love Big Poppy. Yeah, it would go straight to Big Poppy. Love Big Poppy. I'm like, come on, we had Sammy Sosa. I know we had some other guys, but Big Poppy. The Big Poppy is a god there. Yeah, yeah. They say they say when the when the president and Mer- when the president comes to town, nobody cares. When Big Poppy comes to town, the streets are flooded <laughs> like a parade on a normal day, <laughs> just because he's going out to eat. Yeah. Did you make some comment about him using steroids? No, I did not. Okay. Or or him getting shot in the streets there? No, I did not. Yeah, I just said yeah. I I like I like baseball. Very yeah. familiar with I, Big Poppy. Yeah. Um. Or by the time he he broke the phone in the Orioles dugout, did not bring that up either. Did not bring that up either. And then we gave him a phone as a gift for his uh, farewell tour. Just a great troll gift of all time. Right. It, it, it is a great troll gift. Yeah. So. All right. Let's get out of here. I gotta go to bed. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's been a long day. All right. Well, thanks for listening, boys and girls. Hopefully next week when we talk, we'll have, you know, a big sign to talk about. But probably not. <laughs> We're gonna, is that going to be your closing for the next six weeks? Yeah, as, if, if that's what it takes, Josh. If that's what it takes to bring him in. Well, here. Let's, let's be real. If the Orioles sign one of these top guys, we'll probably do an emergency podcast. That's true. It, yeah, it's possible. Because as we said on the... Uh, the podcast feud Orioles trivia thing that everyone should go check out. This is you and I. This is a phone call. This is how we catch up and talk birds. Yeah. All right. Um, yeah, but go ahead and write us review on iTunes if you enjoy the show. Got a lot of positive feedback from last week's show about uh, you know, being a fan <laughs> hey, of other places. Dad shared it. I don't know if he's ever shared one of our episodes. I saw him share that one on Facebook. Yep, and we got it. I don't know if he tweeted to, to me or someone tweeted me about it too. Um, but yeah, a lot, a lot of good stuff from that. Yeah. Um, yeah, so write us a review on iTunes if you really enjoy it. Yeah, and go on over to Patreon. We mentioned before we sent guys t shirts in the summer. We sent Patreon supporters uh, Christmas ornaments a couple weeks ago. Go on over to section336.com, click on support, and join us in Patreon. Uh, and who knows what you'll get before opening day. There you go. You can follow us on Twitter uh, for all our latest reactions on this hot stove off season. You can follow me at Section336. You can follow Josh. At Josh Soroka. Thanks for listening, boys and girls. And as always, go Oats. Sign somebody else.
This Week on RVER, sponsored by Progressive Insurance. I'm sorry, I can't operate on that vehicle. But doctor, you took an oath. That RV, it's my son's RV. Oh, doctor, isn't there anything you can do? I'm not a miracle worker, Sheila. I'm an RV surgeon, trained to save the lives of large injured recreational vehicles, which is definitely a real profession. When your RV really needs saving, Progressive has you covered. See if you could save with a leader in RV insurance. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates covered subject to policy terms. This week at Macy's, find Valentine's Day gifts for all your loves, like fragrance gift sets they'll adore. Plus, take an extra 15% off with your coupon or Macy's card. On top of beautiful jewelry finds, now 35 to 70% off. And 25% off decadent chocolate from Godiva. Macy's Star Rewards members earn on every purchase except gift card services and fees. More at Macy's.com slash Star Rewards. Savings off sale and clearance prices. Exclusions apply.